Well, hello, um, YouTube people and, uh, my viewer base, uh, I guess this is, like, a, a podcast thing, I've been wanting to do this for a while, um, I got, I got my boy in here. What's good? Uh, I have been, I would say, absent from YouTube for about a month, um, I guess we can get into that as this podcast unveils, um. But I guess we'll start off by just saying, how you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. Um, had a rough week. Uh, one hell of a week, actually. Um, you know, uh, got some, uh, some weird memories from the past that were kind of, not, not great memories. Um, people that are no longer in my life kind of forcibly uh thrusted back into memory um which that that's a whole story that uh maybe I can get into but also on Wednesday I was I was robbed so uh Wait, you got mugged <laughs> basically yeah um it's a how, how did that a, play out how did that play out um Man, it's a it's a long story. Do we want to just hop right into this? Yeah, we can start it off with that. Wow. Um. Okay. So. Um. Basically, I needed to get gas before work. Okay, my work started at like four a.m. And so, you know, I go to the gas station right by my house, like three a.m. You know. And here I am, going all in on this shit. About to about to steal this guy's money. Um. Anyways, basically, I uh, I'm here trying to get myself some of this here. Uh, okay, so I just have a. Oh, I destroyed this guy. Okay, sorry, I'm playing poker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I doubled my money on the first hand. Nice. Okay, so sorry. Uh, I go to get gas. You, you're gonna have to edit that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's so fine. I go to get gas, and uh, you know, I've gone to this gas station a million times. It's right by my house, literally like a two minute drive. Never ever had issues. I've gone there before work. You know, at like three a.m. You know, it's never never been an issue. Uh, there's usually at least one or two other people there, and everyone does like everyone does at three a.m. You mind your damn business. Yeah. You leave everyone else alone. You just stay away from everybody. Cool, whatever. I have never heard a truer statement. One quick question. What kind of gas station is it? Like 7-Eleven, Exxon? I believe it's a Chevron. Chevron. I'm okay. trying. Some shady stuff be happening at Chevron gas stations. I'm going I'm to make sure. Chevron nearby. Yes, it is a Chevron. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, you know, I get out and I'm trying to... Uh, like literally, as as soon as I I get out of my car, I see that there's a guy walking over t in my direction. But the entrance to the gas station is also in my direction, so I don't think anything of it, you know. So I turn around, and uh, you know, the thing is, and this is a mistake on my part. Okay, whenever I'm getting gas, it's usually a you know three minute thing. You know, you swipe the card, put the pump in your gas tank, fill it, and leave. I have a relatively small gas tank. I mean, I have, I have a 
a Toyota Corolla Sport. You know, yeah. it's got like 10 gallons max. Or maybe like 11, 10 and a half, something like that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And so it doesn't take long to fill up my car. So I, I don't ever make an effort to lock my car. And, and, and so, you know, it's just, you know, I, it's typically not an issue. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I wish I would have this time because um, here, here we were at, at 3.30 in the morning, 3.45-ish probably by now. Um, and uh, I'm about to, you know, go over and, uh, oh, damn, this guy's just screwing this other dude over. But anyways, I am, uh, I'm trying to um, get my card to swipe. But for some reason, it won't accept either of my cards at this pump. It is just saying, you know, see cashew, see cashew, see cashew. I've never had that happen at this gas station, which I hate so much because it's just an attempt to get you to spend more money. That's all it is. Yeah. It's an attempt to make you go inside and spend more money. Super fucking annoying. I can get it, you know, from an economic standpoint, I can kind of get it. But like you have to think this is at three o'clock in the morning. You know, people don't want to go inside and talk to anybody at three o'clock in the morning, man. But anyways, so as I'm trying to fiddle with this, trying to see if maybe it's just not reading right or something, or I don't know. Um, this guy comes over to me, the same guy that I saw walking towards my direction, and he's he's frantic. Dude is just frantic. He's like, "Hey man, can I borrow your phone? I I gotta. I, I my car got towed, and you know I need a." You know, just just rambling on and on so about. Were you getting mugged I by could, a crack addict? Sounds like he was. I, off I think some he shit. was. I think he was on something. I don't like using the word mugged because it wasn't. I wasn't mugged. Okay, uh, it wasn't mugged. What, what, but would you say it was more like a sleight of hand robbery? There was there was aspects of that. It it wasn't entirely sleight of hand. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, um, I'm like, you know what? I, I like to help people. You know, if I see someone in a, in a, a tough situation, you know, I like to help them out. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, especially in my community, there's a lot of people that are struggling. And so, it, you know, I like I like to try and help because yeah, I've been blessed. People be down bad. You, know? you got to help people. They well, be down bad. Yeah. Oh, no, and it's just, you know, I, I've been blessed. You know, my life has not been perfect. My life has not always been easy. I'm not you know, which by any means, but yeah, but you're you know, in a better position than most other people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm in a good position and, and finances are something I don't have to worry about as much as I know some other people do, which is always um, a blessing. You know, yeah. You not have to worry. And, about and so I, I like to try and help people. And so, you know, I was like, man, it's such a simple thing. Just got to dial this number that he, he said that is the, the place that towed his car. Sure. Whatever. And so, I dial the number and I have it on speakerphone. And at first I'm holding it, but I'm trying to get shit to to work at the gas station. And so I put it down on those little those little pole things right next to the gas pump that kind of are there to make sure you don't actually run into the gas pump with your car. So I put it down on that. And for the first maybe 10 seconds, the dude is behaving. And then the lady basically is like, I don't think that we have your car. And this dude loses his shit and he grabs my phone off that thing and starts like pacing up and down and up and down the the whole, you know, gas station. 
And like he's like screaming and yelling, and I'm like, oh fucking god, what did I get myself into? Like, oh this fucking maniac. Now that I don't know, has my phone, and he's like losing his mind. And on top of this, I still cannot get the pump to take my card. It's been probably I I've been taking a long time to tell the story, but this is this all happened in probably a matter of four or five minutes. Hey, I love me a good detailed story. But yeah, so uh. <laughs> You know, I'm like, you know, I don't like that this guy has my phone, but like at this point, like what the fuck, what what can I fucking do about it? Like, what can I do? Like, really, what what can I do about it? Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? Um, I have to pay inside. You know, like I I, I have no other choice. Um, so I I quickly go inside, and and I tell the guy before I go inside, I'm like, hey man, like, you know, you got to make it quick. I got to get to work. And he just kind of like nods his head. And so um, I go inside. I pay. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just still really anxious about the fact that he has my phone. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to keep my cool. But I I'm, I don't like it. Yeah, because with, with also, the way he's acting at any moment, he oh, could throw your phone and break it. <laughs> or he could throw my phone. He could run off with it. I don't yeah, know this like guy. There's, yeah, there's so many things that could go down. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty nervous, but, uh, but I'm just like, you know what, um, you know, whatever. He's just, he's just frustrated. He, you know, I, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. I'm like, man, if I got my car towed at fucking three o'clock in the morning, I would probably be livid as well, you know? Um, but I was still feeling uneasy. And so anyways, I'm, I'm, as I'm leaving like the gas station doors, as I'm walking out, I see that he's like right by my car and he wasn't walking around anymore. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know how comfortable I am with this. And so, you know, I, I put some money down on the, uh, on the, the gas pump from inside. And as I'm filling up my gas pump, uh, he just says, I'm getting in. And opens the door and gets into my passenger seat. And I'm like, bro, what? That's wild. I'm like, how? How do I, how am I the guy that gets stuck in this situation? <laughs> like, I don't know this guy. He has my phone and he just let himself into my passenger seat. This, this thing that normally takes four minutes has now been going on for like 15 minutes. And this guy is sitting in my passenger seat, and I'm telling him, "Hey, man, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I, I, I gotta get to work. Like, I'm sorry, this, you know, this situation is is happening, but like, you know, I, I just, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and you know, he's like, "Man, just, just give me a second. So once I'm done, I sit in my, you know, driver's seat, and uh, you know, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really." know what to do i just i don't know what to do finally he uh he gets off the phone with this chick after like getting in this super long argument with her probably about probably about 20 25 minutes have gone by now and uh you know i'm i'm getting to the point where like i'm barely gonna make it to work on time if i make it to work on time and i left early you know and so i'm telling this guy like hey you know I, I need I need to get going. You know, I need I need to get my phone back and I I need to you know, I, I hope this guy at the gas station can help you out. Apparently the guy 
that was working at the gas station uh, was the one who gave him the number to this <clears throat> place that towed his car. I don't know how that happened. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, and so, uh, and so I'm just like, okay, you know, like, can can I have my phone back? And he's like, wait, give me a second. Can you just can you just drop me off back at my sister's apartment? You know, he he said it was Max. Max was uh, was half a mile. He said point five miles. He's because he said he walked. And so I'm like, you know, I I debated about it for a bit, and I'm like, you know, this guy's struggling. You know, he hasn't really done anything that has made me go, oh, this guy is, you know, a violent person or anything. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, it, it's half a mile away. I'll still make it to work on time. You know, I don't want to just ditch him. And so uh, and so I was like, you know what, let's, let's you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take him. And so... uh. He he's sitting here, uh, next to me. Bruh, this guy just got fucked. So I just got a flush. Big pog. Get fucked. Um. Anyways, I keep getting distracted by me kicking ass <laughs> in poker. Um. But yeah. So as we're driving, I noticed that he seems like he's unsure. Of the directions he's giving me, and he still has my phone, by the way. He's he's yeah. trying to call up his sister, and you know his his baby mama, and uh, you know some of his like he was making a bunch of calls, and also you know doing directions on my phone. How do you have that much um, space for that many numbers in your head off the top, though? I, yeah, that's like, that's that I was could, crazy. I can barely remember my own sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was crazy to me how he, he knew all these numbers off the top of his head. But, uh, but yeah, he, he was trying to get a hold of his, I think it was his baby mama that he couldn't get a hold of. Yeah, because he was calling his sister. She wasn't answering for a while. But then finally a guy answered. I, I guess some guy that she's living with or whatever. Um, and, and he was like, hey, you know, I need you to wake her up, whatever. But then he was trying to get a hold of his baby mama and she wouldn't answer. And he's sitting in the passenger seat of my car just screaming, wake the fuck up, you fucking bitch. Wake the fuck up, you stupid fucking bitch. Just screaming. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god, what it am I... It sounds like, like such how an you... awkward car ride, dude. Yeah, no, and then after he finally gives up on that, um, he, uh, he basically just um, starts telling me about how, like you know, how badly he needs his car back and whatnot. And how he, he was like, I would do anything to get my car back. And then just casually drops that he's part of the Bloods and that him and his people will ha- like will go in and kill them if they need to. He was like, it wouldn't be the first time. I'm like, oh That's a bombshell my. to just drop on me? Yeah. And and I'm so I'm just sitting there like, you fucking kidding me? I did not. And like, yeah, the dude was wearing red, but like, I'm sorry. I feel like it's it would be more racist of me to, to go, just assume he's look, gang related because he's wearing a certain yeah, color. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and so I'm like, you know, 
I, I don't know. I just, I was, I was in disbelief that I was in this situation. And he was like, you know, whenever I want something, I get it. Like, I don't let anything stop me from getting what I want. And like the way he said that made me very uncomfortable. He said it with this amount of confidence, like he truly believed it, yeah. you know? And, and so I'm like, hmm. And so finally he, he calls one of his friends, you know, while like constantly changing the direction that we're supposedly going. And, uh, and he's like, his, his friend, in, 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 after telling me about all this stuff, he then changes the story with his friend and says that he had let some dude he knew work on his engine because it, it was cheaper. But apparently the guy like flooded the engine or something, messed it up. And, uh, and you know, because of that, his friend said, you're probably going to have to get a whole new engine. Which I'm like, wow, this guy just changed the whole story. Yeah. You know, right, like, with me right here, you know, like, yeah, and so I'm like, okay, this guy is not he, caught in a lie. He's either lying to you or lying to his friend. It's a 50-50. Well, it makes more sense that he's lying to me, but the yeah. fact that he's confident enough to lie right in front of me whenever I'm the one helping him, I'm like, okay, so this guy, this guy doesn't care to keep secrets anymore, you know, because... You know, obviously, uh, he just he just told me that he's in a violent gang, <laughs> and uh, that you know, basically, he said he gets what he wants. So at this point, if I'm uncomfortable, it doesn't matter to him because he made it clear to me, you know, and uh, and I don't, you know, I, I I don't have a gun, I don't have a weapon on me, and I didn't see anything that looked like a gun when he was pacing around, but he could have a knife, you know, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Also, I don't. I don't know how strong this guy is. I don't know if I want to take the chances. I don't know if he's got people that are out here watching. You know, like I. I don't know anything. I'm in the. I'm completely in the dark, and so I'm very uncomfortable at this situation. And then finally, he tells us to pull over at this. Uh, this QT. And you know, I'm. I'm telling the guy, hey man, I'm, I. I got to drop you off here. Like I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. Um, but like, you know, I just, I just can't, you know, I can't help you. Like, I, I got to get to work. And, and he just isn't taking it as an answer. He's, he's just not. Um, and, and then so he, he's just like, man, like, please, I just, come on. Like, I just need you to just come through for me. Come through for a brother. And I'm like, we're not. We're not brothers. <laughs> I didn't say that, obviously. I'm like, bro, I don't fucking know this guy. What yeah. the fuck? Um, but, uh, but yeah. And so, um, I, uh, I had a $100 bill in my wallet that I had won from uh, a game night for, uh, from a few months back. Um, with with the Wassels and some friends, and and so I was like, here, man. You know, I can give you this. I hope this helps you. But I really gotta just back off. Like I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. And he's like, Nah, man. Like, you know, he, my friend, he takes the money. By the way, um, he's like, my friend is gonna cash app you, a hundred bucks. Can you go, and uh, and get a hundred bucks out of the ATM? And 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 you know that that that's what I need you to do. Like that would help me the most. And I was like, Man, I. 
I can't. Like, I, I can't keep wasting time like this. Like, I, I'm already late to work, you yeah. know? Like, I, I, like, I'm not doing that well financially that I can afford to not go to work. Like, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. And he's like, man, I, I need this. Like he was, he was putting his foot down. Like, no, you can't, you can't not. <laughs> like, and, and it's such a weird thing because it's like how the fact that he had the confidence in that situation to be like, yeah, no, I'm the one who gets to make the say. That is what made me even more nervous because I'm like, you know, if I keep, like, if I increase, like, if I escalate it and be like, I need you to get the fuck out of my goddamn car, you know, you know what's so. I'm like, what, you know, what the fuck, you know, you know, I'm like, I don't know yeah. what this guy's going to do. Like, who knows? Hello. You could escalate. Nice super to meet you. Quickly. Could definitely escalate super quickly. Yeah. No. And so I, I wasn't trying to escalate it at all. Um, and, uh, and so finally I'm just like, okay, you know, I, I, in my gut, like usually the thing is I've been in lots of. Uh, situations that uh, would cause for people to panic. And I, I've always, my, in every time I've ever been in one, my adrenaline has just kicked in and I've gotten myself out of this situation. But in, in this situation, I don't know if it's because I was tired or what, but like the adrenaline wasn't kicking in and like my gut was just saying like, just, just cooperate. Like, don't escalate. Yeah. Because I, I just – there was something about how confident he was with the information he was sharing and with how he just controlled the situation that I was like, if you escalate, it, it'll it just go bad for you. Like that's just – it's it's not going to get you anywhere better. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it, you know. And he still had my phone at this time. Um, and so, you know, he follows me into the QT. And and stands right by me, so I had no chance to like talk to anybody, and uh, and so I, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. You know what? Is he actually gonna have his friend cash at me? I doubt it. Like yeah. very highly doubt. He didn't ever ask for my cash tag or anything, and I, I didn't even remember if I had cash app to be honest on my phone. But I was like, you know what? If it gets me out of this situation, if I give him this money, you know, he'll leave me be. And so that's what I did. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, just gonna do it, and and hopefully just move on with my life. Um, well, after I I do that, you know, I, I at the door of the QT, I'm like, okay, man, you know, I hope this helps you. I gotta go now, and he's like, nah, man, I just I need you to take me to uh to the place where they they towed my car. Like I I you know now like I'll be able to afford it. You know, I just I need you to drop me off, man. And I was like, dude, I can't keep driving you around. He's like, dude, I need you to. Like, he just looked me in the eye with this, like, serious tone. And he was like, like, I can't. He was like, I can't keep walking. Like, I already walked, you know, to whenever I found you. Like, you're not going to let me walk. Like, he literally said that. He's like, you're not going to let me walk. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay. Okay. You know what? And then... So I'm like, whatever. He gets in my car, and uh, and I'm like, okay, you know, maybe maybe this guy isn't all that bad. Maybe you know, I just saw some some bits of him having anger, you know, and maybe he just is socially inept, or maybe he just assumes that I'm really wealthy or something. I don't know, 
maybe that's why he was being so pushy. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and so I uh, we're driving, and he calls his friend, and he starts making the money rain on FaceTime with his friend. And I'm like, oh okay. I'm like, uh, okay, I don't feel any better about this. You know, he, he's like those Instagram dudes that just yeah. get a pile of money yes. and flash it. <laughs> Straight up. And, uh, and yeah, uh, basically, he starts talking to his friend, and he's saying all kinds of stuff that just sounds sketch, you know, and, like, kind of changing up the story. I'm, I'm trying to, to wrap it up, because I've been taking way too long. Um, but, uh, but then he's like, you know, man, you, you, you made this a lot easier, you know, this way I don't have to, to go in to the, uh, into the code place and like cause trouble there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Cause that's like the only option, you know, like I don't, <laughs> you know, you can't just be like a civilized person. You, you gotta, you gotta, you know, cause trouble to get you away. And so, uh. I obviously I'm I, at this point I'm just quiet. Like I, I literally wasn't wasn't talking like at all. Um Yeah, cuz at this point you're already going to be late for work. You just kind of have to ride it out. Yeah, and I, I'm just I'm just trying to get out of this situation, you know. Yeah. Like that's literally all I care about. Um and so you know, we we keep driving and uh yeah, he keeps changing the directions on us and I'm like, man, I at this point I'm getting really nervous. I'm like I'd been stuck with this guy for over two hours at this point. And I was like, I think that, you know, based on the fact that he was changing directions constantly, I was like, I think he's trying to, to meet with some of his people and, uh, and like have him jump me or something. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what was going through my mind. And I'm like, you know, if, if they do that, you know, what, what are the realistic odds of me getting out of this alive? You know, yeah. like, and I was like, you know, I, I don't think I have a good chance here. And so, like, for the last like forty minutes, or not probably not forty, probably like twenty five, thirty minutes, I I literally was just sitting there in silence, thinking about, you know, my life. Like, a- am I satisfied with all I've done in my life? Like. You know, like really, do, do really thinking like this could be my last moment. Am I? Yeah, good like straight up with what I've done. Like straight up, like real shit. I I literally was like, this guy could just meet up with his 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 dudes and, and that's it. You know, they yeah. they get everything they can from me and then they don't leave any witnesses. Yeah. And so uh, I literally I was just like, you know, like this, this is it. And, you know, I was just I, really just reflecting on my whole life. And I was like, you know, if, uh, dude, I just won 12K. Nice. What the fuck? That was really bad time. But I was, I was literally just thinking, like, you know, thinking about all the friendships I had, friendships I've lost, you know, things I've done. I was like, you know, what, what's, what's my legacy going to be? Like, when, when people are at my funeral, you know, think not 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 even just like if i die here but it's just like just reflecting on life regard, like even if i make it out of this yeah. but like if i were to die here would i be satisfied would i be able to say you know i i'm satisfied with everything i did in my life you know yeah and then you just have me at the funeral like damn all that csgo content we could have done <laughs> yeah 
like, man, I couldn't milk him anymore. <laughs> now he's gone. But yeah, no, and I, I don't know. It was just like after, you know, like 20 minutes of just like thinking about all the people that mattered to me, you know, and all the the good memories and whatnot and uh, think about, you know, who will be at my funeral and and what people would think about me, what people would say about me. You know, I I, I kind of came to to terms with it. Like I kind of kind of was like accepting of the fact that there's a good chance that I didn't make it out of this alive. Yeah. And I don't know. It was like this this weird sense of peace that I had in it. Like I I, I can't explain it. But I just, in that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to spend this time reflecting on, on the people I care about, good memories. And that's what I did. And it, and it kept me calm. Um, until um, we he ended up stopping us at another gas station. Um, and that was a, a whole thing. Um, he, he said his auntie worked there. Um which whenever we stopped there, I'm going to be honest, I genuinely, I thought that was going to be it. I was like, oh, people, people will here. And then, anyways, when he gets out, I don't know where the fuck he got it. I don't know if he got it from one of his homies that is inside of there or if he had it in his pocket or something. But he pulls out, like, the biggest smoking thing that I've ever seen. It wasn't weed, I don't think didn't smell like weed and it wasn't a cigarette wasn't a cigar it was like did it long... have a, like a chemical smell to it yes then it and was probably it, it was probably something like meth well, that makes had, me feel it, better it, it had a chemical type smell but uh but yeah so yeah i'm glad that he was doing meth in my car but um but yeah and so uh he just starts smoking it doesn't ask or anything and I, i'm struggling to breathe because there's so much smoke coming off this. I, it was insane how quickly everything filled up with smoke. And like, man, I'm just, I'm struggling to breathe so bad. And, uh, and, uh, and so I tell him like, hey man, I, I got to roll down a window. Like, I have weak lungs, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, I was, whenever I was born for the first two weeks of my life, I had to be hooked up to a breathing machine because I was... I was a an early baby. I was born like almost two months before my due date. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I should have known that statistics don't matter to me because statistically I shouldn't even be here in the first place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I told him, I was like, you know, I need to, I need to roll down a window. Like I'm struggling to breathe. Like my chest is killing me. And, uh, and so, yeah, the the guy turns to me, and I kid you not, he says this shit. And it, in this moment, I got so pissed. It's like I, I told him, I was like, you know, I got I got to roll down the window. It's like, man, it's your call, your rules. You know, like you don't you don't gotta like get permission from me. I'm like, motherfucker, what do you mean it's my car, my rules? You just I told started you lighting up in my car. Well, not my only that. Not only that, but it's like, man, the amount of times I've told you that I need you, like, I've politely said, I need you to get out of my car. Like, I need to go. The amount of times I've said that, 
how are you going to then be like, bro, you call your rules? Well, you haven't listened to any of the rules I've given so far. I told you to get out at least like 20 times by now. Oh, my gosh. And, and oh, my gosh. But, yeah. And so, you know, I, for the rest of the car ride, I'm like struggling to breathe because there's just so much. Even though I roll down the window, like there's so much smoke coming off this thing. I have no idea what the hell it was. It, it was like a dark material and like the light kind of like light kind of reflected off of it and it was like super long and somewhat thick not like a cigar thick but i'd say close closer to that than like a cigarette yeah um and it was it was probably at least if i had to give an estimate i'd say it was probably a good like probably i'd say six inches long damn and he also had a little like the little mouthpiece thing on the end of it. Um, like it was a fucking clarinet or some shit. Um, but yeah. Um, and so finally, you know, he's taking us. Uh, uh, I'm driving, but he's telling me where to go. And he said we were finally going back to his sister's apartment like we were supposed to originally. By the way, we were over 20 miles away from yeah. where he got into my car. He said half a mile max. And you just been going on a Which, joy ride. Dude, we were in, like, northern Fort Worth, okay? We ended up on, like, the southeast side of Arlington. Jesus. I was past the... I was, like, 10, 15 minutes past the Parks Mall. Oh, my gosh. I live, like, 10 minutes away from my work. Okay. Whenever I checked after this whole thing, I was 40 minutes away Jesus. from my work. I yeah, don't know how man. the fuck we got all the way over there. I have no idea. Realistically, I have no fucking clue how we got so far away. But um, anyways, um, yeah, so um, oh. But sorry, I was I was about to, man. Um. Well, yeah. So, anyways, we get to the uh, apartment complex, and he calls up his his homie again. He kept calling him gang. I don't I don't know why it wasn't making me feel very good, but he kept calling him gang, and uh, the uh, the whole time he was like, "Man, I'm about to be outside. Just you wait." You know, I'm gonna have. Uh, he was like, "I'm gonna have a, a cake baked for you," and I'm like, <laughs> "Interesting." When he said that, when he said that, I my heart dropped. I was like, "This is it. Like, this is. I don't know what the fuck that means, but uh, but I I thought it was like I was the cake. You know, that that's what I got from that. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I was I was at that moment I was I, like. That's when my heart started beating a little bit, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, like it's getting real now. Like this, this very well could just be it. Yeah. Still has my phone, by the way. He gave me my phone for like 20 seconds because I told him I need to reach out to my boss because I'm gonna be late. And like he watched me as I texted him um, until like for a second he looked away, and and then I texted my boss like he's he's not. Which now looking back on it, it might have screwed me over. Because I texted my boss, you know, the first two things that he saw, I was like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm 
hoping to be there soon-ish. I just got to, you know, wait for a second. And uh, and then when he looked away for a second, because uh, this is when we were at the QT, I texted my boss. I was like, this guy won't let me go. And uh, the thing is, he had my phone the whole time after that. And I ended up finding out that he was, in fact, going through my phone. So he probably saw my text. Yeah. Um, and so that probably also contributed to the fact that he wasn't going to let me leave uh, yeah. until. But, uh, but yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I got super nervous, super scared. But we just we got to the uh, apartment complex. And he looked at me, and he just said, I'll be seeing you. And got out. I'll be seeing you. Yeah. That's ominous. Uh, And he just got out, and he walked into the apartment. And then I just, I fucking, I, I have not, I don't know if I've ever driven so quickly out of somewhere. Yeah, I would have been out of there. Yeah, I was... I was out. So he he, sw- um, he swindled you out of like a hundred, two hundred bucks. Well, two hundred bucks, but then, um, the whole cash app thing. Well, I checked my phone. I checked my phone whenever, uh, whenever um, I got home. He used your cash app. Yeah. And he, he cashed. He took money out. Well, he used my cash app to send himself another $100. Oh, my God. And um, the thing is, whenever I checked, it wasn't cash app wasn't on my phone. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, he definitely said that, you know, he was going to send me cash app. And I, I, he, he showed me something on my phone that said cash app $100. I, did, I didn't really look at it. At this moment, I was kind of just like, you know, like I said, focusing on my life and shit, and so I didn't really look. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was like, you know, trust me, my homie's gonna send it to you. And I, even though I knew realistically he probably wasn't, I just was like, whatever. Um, but then I realized that Cash App wasn't on my phone, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I had Cash App on my phone, even though I, I hardly ever use it. You know, occasionally whenever I go out with friends and we get like, if we get wings or something, like I'll just or, or pizza. Um, yeah. You know, I'll just pay for the whole thing, and then they, you know, they don't have like Zelle and stuff, um, because they're in college and you know not really working a lot of them, and so uh, they use Cash App, and so I use it maybe once or twice a year, and so whenever I get home, I re-download Cash App, and surely enough, I see not only that I had sent someone else one hundred dollars from Cash App, but that the person responded with uh, the the emoji with his tongue out, and the tongue is the money signs. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this dude really took an extra $100 on top of the 200 that he, you know, got from me because of the fact that I was afraid he was just going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, if I just give him this money, he'll leave me be. Um... And, uh, and then he, he feels the need to take an extra $100. And nobody was of help at all. Um, you know, I still haven't heard back from the police. 
filed the whole police report online. I went into the police station to file, and they said that I cannot file in person because of Kelowna. So I had to go. Yeah. I, I first I called a number, but then that was a whole fucking thing, and so I just ended up filing online. Um, and then I I called someone from Cash App, uh, and uh, you know disputed the claim, and the guy was like, first of all, I want to let you know I'm so sorry that happened to you. It is so terrible that there are still people out there that do things like this, but um. You know, that being said, you should be able to get your money back. Um, you know, like it's just going to be a matter of time. Like nine out of ten times in these situations, Cash App will, will give you your money back. And uh, and yeah, so he, he literally was telling me like it, it might take some time, like probably about a, a few weeks or so, but you will get your money back most likely. Um, but he said they're going to email you. Probably won't be for a few weeks. Yeah. Well, I checked my email literally like less than two hours later, and I had an email from Cash App where they told me to just go fuck myself. They said, "Go find the nearest horse or donkey and <laughs> shove it right up your ass." Not even, like the whole entire thing. Jeez. They said because it is a it was a trusted device. I'm like, motherfucker, it was my phone. What do you mean? That's the point. My phone was taken. <laughs> like yeah. he had my phone, and unlike every other banking app or like app that has to deal with money where you have to put in a password or you know do a facial scan in order to to get into it and like deal with any of the money every other app has that as a default setting apparently cash app doesn't you have to manually put that as a setting yeah so anybody and this is a good shout out to anybody if you have cash app make sure that you have a fucking password put in there Mm -hmm. like you have to go into the settings and, and change that yeah and uh and yeah and so they told me to go fuck myself haven't heard back from the police but i'm alive and so uh that is the moral of the story you live to tell the tale yeah but i'm just like man like only me man only me would i'm the only person that would get caught up in such a fucking stupid situation i mean that that's definitely just a situation of someone taking advantage of someone else's generosity and you know taking what they can when it's like could i have handled it better absolutely like afterwards i was thinking of all these different things i could have done you know i could have been like oh hey you know my card's not working or like pretended that you know my car got stuck or something and like get out and hope to get him out then you know lock the passenger door there was a lot of things i could have done yeah but like this was at three in the morning you know i was exhausted i'd gotten like two hours of sleep before waking up and uh plus i was just i was just in shock of the whole thing like it all happened so fast yeah you don't typically expect that some dude is gonna just randomly like hop in your passenger seat and and just you know tell you no you're driving me and then tell you no you you pulling money out for me it was like the most peaceful robbery because like he made it to where i didn't really have a choice yeah you know or at least he made it feel like i didn't have a choice who knows? The, to be fair, the thing is, he could have been lying about all that gang shit. I didn't ask, oh, well, where's your blood identification code? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so maybe he was lying. Maybe he was full of shit. 
but it just didn't feel like it was worth risking. You know, it didn't feel like I wanted to 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 gamble at that. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and that, that's a, that's crazy. He slowly just took money from you as the 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 time went on. Yeah, that's that's so wild. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing. I I was. I, I, mean, I was just. I still find yeah. it crazy that stuff like the Bloods and Crips are all over the country when that started in what L.A. All that yeah. s- stuff started and it just spiraled out and like you got people claiming it in all these other states that, and when it's really just a L.A. thing, realistically. Mostly, yeah. Like it's, it, it's, it's just so crazy. I just. I don't know, man. But yeah, moral of the story is I uh, I need to I need to get me a handgun. <laughs> moral of the story you need to put a password on that cash app my god well, i think i'm just gonna delete cash app because i mean i've, say, I've never used cash app like i'm not I it's don't... it's not worth it the only the only reason i have it is for you know when my friends send me money um, i mean i have paypal but i mean i don't have anything like it paypal I, mean, it I think is, is the only thing i have in terms of it's crazy things. to me that this thing that i use once a year that has access to my bank they they're just like yeah you know what there's not going to be any automatic password like it's not going to require you to get a password automatically and also um you know if uh if you um if you get your phone stolen then you can go fuck yourself yeah and anybody can take your money and we're going to tell you to go fuck yourself if it's on your phone like yeah you know it's one thing if it's on i can understand like it's a trusted device, but it's like you can see that I don't have this person like added, you know, as like someone that I've ever communicated with. Yeah. Uh, you can also, you know, check by the fact that I filed a police report. <laughs> you know, yeah. that that is a a document that I can give proof of. Um, there's also the fact that why am I sending someone money at four o'clock in the morning? You know, that is a weird time to be sending someone money, especially someone that you've never communicated with or like friended or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Cash App actually has a friend thing, but like, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of stuff that shows, hey, this, this does seem a little sus, but you know, because yeah. it's more convenient for them, they're like, oh, yeah, yep, you problem. Yeah. Well, I think your story is a great segue actually into one of the topics I had written down. Um, which I, I just wrote down social anxiety and I'm just going to go off of that for, if I was in a situation like that, I'd, I'd probably have a heart attack. I'm not going to lie to you. Cause I already don't like, you know, meeting new people. I mean, you know, this, um, for all the, for all the people at home, I'm not a very social person. Anybody that knows me in real life, uh, can definitely attest to that. Um, like I, you're, you're, uh, more of a, you're just more of a one-on-one kind of guy. Yeah, and I mean, I rarely leave my house unless it's for work or I'm going to the well, gas most, station. That's most people these days, to be fair. Well, I mean, even even before Corona, like, uh, I've, I've told this to a couple people, like, 2020 didn't change a lot for me. Like, I had already never left the house much at all. I, I usually just leave to go to work, and I just kind of sit in my thoughts. Um, cause I'm, yeah. I'm just afraid to go outside a lot. Like, I, I don't know what it's called. I know there's a, a term for it of like fear of the outside. And sometimes it feels like I have that, but I know it's just my social anxiety. Like the SpongeBob episode where he's afraid to go outside. Something like that. Indoors. <laughs> the indoors, indoors are safe. But I mean, 
with 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 the whole Rona situation and just 2020 as a whole, like I, that really cemented deeper in me. Like I'm more afraid to go outside now. Yeah. Like even even like you know the, like the vaccines are getting going and you know they're they're going around, but like, even still, like it's just scary. Well, for me, it's just like this this thing that just happened is like it it's sad for me because now I know that from now on. I'll think twice before helping people, and and I hate that. Yeah, which is I, sad. I, yeah, it's sad to, to think like that. Because there's lots of people that I've helped, and it it was just like they, it, it seemed to me. To be fair, they could have been lying. Yeah. But there's lots of people in my my, you know, neighborhood that, I you know I see them in a struggling situation, and you know I try and do whatever I can to help them because, not only, um, because I think it's good to. You know, if you've been blessed to to help bless others, but also you know to get on a, a deeper note, you know, there's a my 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 community is a, a lot more um, minority filled, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I I feel like a, there are a lot of minorities that do have this fear or this stigma. There's not even, this fear that. You know, a lot of white people do have something against them, you know, yeah. or, you know, are like, you know, just don't care or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, not only do I get to help somebody, but I, I feel like I get to be the the chance at redemption and, and to give them hope and go, okay, maybe there is hope. Maybe maybe I can, you know, believe that there's good, you know, and that, that not all of them would obviously not all but like that it's not as uncommon to find someone that's willing to help or yeah. that actually cares as i might have thought yeah you know um i mean something like and, that's super inspiring to me because i i want to be that kind of person but then you know my own anxieties kind of stop me from being that outgoing and trying to help people yeah. There, there's, well, and, and, there's been a, a handful of situations in my lifetime that it's like I I can help this person, but I just don't have the courage to actually put myself out there and help. Which is, I guess, it's its own mental gymnastics at that point. Yeah, it's like I I want to help, but I'm I'm so like caught up in dealing with my own issues that like I don't have enough brain space a lot of the time to deal with it. Oh yeah, when you you got a lot of times you have to look for it. Yeah. Um, but like my, you, you've seen the movie Robots, right? Yeah. My dad, he, he said this. I don't even know how many times, but at, when he was raising us, he was like, you know, not only, you know, does the Bible say to he who much is given, much too is required. You know, if God has given you a lot, or if you've been a blessed, like if you've had a blessed life, then you have, you know, a responsibility to use those blessings to bless others. I, I firmly believe that, um, you know, even taking the religious aspect out of it, I think it's just a very good message of, you know, if you have been dealt even a slightly better hand than yeah. than the average person, you know, it doesn't mean that your life has always been easy, doesn't mean that you haven't had your struggles, doesn't mean you haven't worked for what you have, mm-hmm. but it's like, if were you born with a disability that that stops you from having the same yeah, opportunities yeah. as other people? No, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's that's a blessing that you have. You know, 
we, you know, there's all kinds of different small things that a lot of people just like take mm-hmm. for granted. But it's like there's there's so many different things that could have happened that would have changed your life dramatically for the for the worse. Mm-hmm. Um, made it a lot more difficult. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, but you know, in, in robots, uh, Big Weld, his his catchphrase was "see a need, fill a need." Mm-hmm. We see need, meet a need, something like that. Yeah. And uh, my dad said that millions and millions of times. Obviously not millions, but so many times when we were growing up, you know. It's like if you see someone that's struggling and you have the means to help them, do it, mm-hmm. you know. And and more often than not, it's likely that you will be glad that you did. Yeah. You know, because, you know, karma has its way of coming back around whether you do something good or bad. Yeah. Um, and at, at the end of the day, more generosity is, is better yeah. for the human and, race as a whole. You know, and then you get into like the, the deep aspects of like the butterfly effect. Like, yeah. okay. Like I, I did this for someone like 10 years ago and then you yeah. know, t- or, you know, today, you know, it, I got repercussions for that. If I didn't do that, my life could be different in those five years. Not even just that, but because you decide to help this person, that gives them a different outlook on their life, yeah. and that changes their and whole that, mindset. That does a spiral and that causes yeah. that they then do something that changes someone else's life, and then next thing you know, because even though you'll never get the credit for it or anything, it it's something that you did. I I saw this great story. I I, I I'll, I'll let you get. Your, I have a story about that. It might be the same one, probably not. But this uh, homeless probably dude, um, he he was he was all, like in an alleyway, you know, begging for change. And this lady came up, gave him some money, but dropped her wedding ring in the in the bucket and in, in the cup. And he he thought about going to sell it at a at a pawn shop. Decided not to, and then searched for that lady at her office, which was like right across the street, because she she would walk there a lot, and he recognized her. And he did that, and then she started a, a GoFundMe for him, and now he's working. He has, you know, he has a house, he has a car, like he has all this stuff, all because of that one decision he made not to sell the ring and do something good, and it came back to him. Eh. I did. I think I did hear about that, but yeah, no, I think I somebody be... somebody made a YouTube video about it. Yeah. What I was gonna talk about is this this business guy. Um, it was, I think, either. Christmas Eve or New Year? No, it was Christmas Eve. He was flying back from a business trip, and he was he stopped in this coffee shop in the airport, and uh, this lady that was working there just had this glow about her, just this glowing happiness, you know, and kindness, and you know the way she talked to him was just so like real and genuine. And like she asked about how he was doing, not like how his day, like, but like, how do you feel? Like what? Like I don't remember the exact questions, um, but uh, but yeah, he was just telling about how you know they they kicked up this conversation, and like he started telling her about you know his wife and his kids, and you know how he had to take this business trip, and you know he was already bummed out before he went in there, but like he started realizing that. Like he was feeding off of her positive energy, and like, you know, you know, like he was just his entire mood was changing just because of how genuine and and kind this random chick working at this this coffee shop was being. And uh, you know, finally he gets his order, and you know he he says goodbye, and, and she's like, "Hey, you have a wonderful flight, 
and have a wonderful Christmas with your family. And, you know, he starts walking to his gate and he turns around and, and he goes up and talks to her and he's like, what is it about you? Like, what, what makes you so, you know, happy? Like, what, why, why are you this way? Like, what, what is it? Like, what, you know, like just asking like how she is as positive as she is. Like she's working. You have to think she's working in an airport, mm-hmm. like working. Most people don't want to work in general on Christmas Eve. Yeah. She's working in an airport, you know, just serving people coffee. And and she tells him, I don't serve people coffee. I serve people happiness. And she basically went on this whole thing about how it's it's her goal to spread as much joy and happiness to the people that she comes in contact with, you know, because she hopes that they will then spread it to other people. Yeah, and it's just like this beautiful. I, I'm not doing it justice. Um, it was a, a really nice a, thing. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. For but, for, for all yeah. the listeners at home, I would like to encourage you to just do something nice for somebody. Like mm. it could be someone that you don't know. It could be some stranger, like someone you're close with. Just do something nice to somebody. You never know how it can change someone's day, and just yeah, no, and not even just a and, day, and just you know, know just make person. them have a better outlook on something. You know, you never know well, how it can help is, someone. You don't know what they're going through. Maybe yeah, exactly. they think in their head, maybe they think that they're invisible, that no one else sees them, no one else cares about them. Yeah. And you doing something as small as just acknowledging them and saying, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. You, you doing good? Is everything all right? You, you want to have, you know, if, if you're in school or something, invite them to sit with you at lunch or something. You know, like, it's just such small things that you can do that, like, in your head – seems so small and insignificant and you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to, you know, it's not worth it. You know, it's going to, might be awkward or whatever. But like that can literally be the difference between someone having hope and someone giving up. Yeah. That can be the difference between someone, you know, like having a, a mindset of positivity that is going to push them towards success and, and creating positivity for other people or like falling deeper into like a, a, an emotional pit yeah um you know it it is crazy it's crazy how you think that your actions don't matter that nothing you do like you don't have the power to do anything that powerful and then this is what i hate we're gonna get a little bit more into uh i guess quote unquote the political realm but i i hate all these people that that are so want like try so hard to like virtue signal yeah. And like just post so much about these issues, but in their day to day life, they aren't actually doing these small things. And a, a lot of them, you know, that you see on, you know, the internet and whatnot, you end up, you know, people end up doing a little bit of background research and find out, wow, this person actually does a lot of kind of shitty things, kind of mm-hmm. not not so cool things. Yeah. And and you know, they're they're sitting here, you know, petitioning. For, for things that will take hundreds of thousands and millions of people to get behind, to even have a chance of anything to actually be done. But then in their own communities, they're neglecting the people in need that are mm. actually going through these struggles that they claim to care about. Yeah. You know, they claim to care about, you know, all these people that are in poverty. But even though they're well off, you know, when they see when they're at the grocery store and see someone struggling to to come up with the money to pay for their groceries 
they won't go and be like he, he he was not just the money that you need but he was a little bit extra you know I mean that that's that's the thing with people trying to start you know you know movements for different things like a lot of the time they don't realize that a lot of those issues they're trying to stop are right around them and they could be doing so much more trying to help what's around them first and then pushing out farther yeah like so much more uh, could get done like I can say with confidence that in my community I have done more for you know um racial equality in in my community then probably i'd say all of my friends that are into that social justice stuff combined from them posting on their stories it's like okay you're not really spreading awareness all that much if everything you're posting is what everyone else is posting like we're talking about you know you've got celebrities that have millions and millions of followers they're posting the same thing mm-hmm. and not just one but like lots of them most of them it's like you you think well i i think that's the thing with with social media is we get so caught up in like all moving together and and all following one thing but then we never actually do anything about it it just becomes a trend where you post and you talk about it but you never actually do anything yeah it's 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 it's, it's exactly what virtue signaling is it's look at these things that i'm saying and uh, dude this is going to have to be bleeped for the, the YouTube video. But I kid you not, Will. This was the cringiest thing ever. Uh, a friend of mine, um, I'm not going to say her name obviously, but she posted on her story this thing that genuinely said, I kid you not. I, I died laughing when I saw it. I, maybe I shouldn't say that. This is, this is being recorded. But it, it said, here, I, I can actually look it up on my phone just so that there's a uh, – I can make sure I say it exactly right. Okay, it says, repost if you are against rape. I see who views this. If you don't repost this, I will lose all respect for you. And I'm like, that's that's so dumb. To to me, me. I, I thought it was just a meme, honestly. Because I'm like, how can you actually see that and go, yes, this is productive. This is helpful. This is solving a problem. There is no one who is publicly like, yeah, man, rape kind of cool. No, no one no one is making that stance. Find me someone yeah. who's making that stance, at least in, in the West, okay? You want to find some people way off in the East with their backwards, you know, views that, I mean, nothing against, you know, but it's just like in the East, they have a lot more old-fashioned views, you know? That's just a fact. That's not that's not a hateful thing. That's that is a fact. Yeah. Um and and like I I, I don't know. It's crazy to me. And the, the sad thing is like I know she wasn't the person that originated it. Somebody else posted that on their story and then she uh, was it, like it oh probably my God. originated from Twitter, let's be honest. Probably. But like someone else posted it and then she was like, Oh, you know, well I'm against rape, so you know, I've got to, you know, go and and make sure that they know I'm against rape, you know? Yeah. And uh I mean, I just I just avoid social media altogether now. Like I'm I don't post, I don't respond. Um I'm dead on Instagram, dead on Snapchat. It's just <clears throat> Yeah, no. I I take frequent breaks now because it's just it, it gets so draining to see all these people just Yeah. you know, having to show off to everybody. It's like, look, I mean that that was like taking it to back uh, uh, 
we're, we're getting over the, the hour mark here, so I just want to touch on one more subject before we end. Make some cuts. Um, make some cuts. Um, so with social media, that was one of the biggest causes for my depression in high school was being so wrapped up in all that mentally draining stuff that is on social media, like trying to uphold an appearance, trying to get likes, followers, like all that stuff, you know, trying to be a part of the wave. And that's the yeah. biggest reason why I, I left social media because like I, it was such a mental drain for me. Like it was making me more depressed, like deal, having all that extra shit in my head to deal with. Oh yeah. And, and psychologists have even said that social media has in, uh, has caused increased. It's like with, with, with a lot of the like, different things, like I already have my own opinions on things and what I'm dealing with. I don't have the headspace to have all these other different opinions coming at me. Like there's just so there's so many different, you know, angles. Like I don't have enough headspace for that. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So um, for all, for all the listeners at home, I have been gone from YouTube for about a month. Um, well, I st- I start I the my power went off because that whole ice storm in Texas. If you live in Texas, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but even after that, I just kind of went offline for a bit. Um, I've been I was I was working and stuff, and I just kind of put myself in that. But I don't. I'm gonna get on the topic of like mental health. I've been feeling really low lately, and I don't know what it is. It's like was too. Um, like, I, I I made the the point to you earlier. Like I, I usually the stuff that I'll do when I'm just not doing anything, I'll hop on YouTube, watch some videos. Like even that is like, it's not like I'm bored. It's just like I don't want to do anything. You know what I mean? Feel that. It's like I, I, I was. It's like normally I would sit down, play on my guitar, you know, listen to music. But it's like I don't want to do anything. It's so weird. You know, I'm in a weird space. It's very, very, very strange for me. But it's a place that I've been in before, so it's somewhat familiar. I I know you you don't you don't have any you know real like, uh, like issues with with mental health, do you? Uh. No. I haven't been diagnosed, and I don't plan on going. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I, mean, I would. I would say no. I mean, for for me, I think I've probably the earliest I can think is probably sixth grade. I've felt you know this way, and it goes through like stages, and like it's different sometimes. Uh, I've I've never been diagnosed with it, and, and sometimes I'm afraid to even go and get the diagnosis because it's like if I find out that I actually do have it, then it's gonna it'll be, make it more real. Yeah, it, it's like I actually like this is real now. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And it, it's I don't yeah, know. I mean, I I know I have social anxiety. I've been through enough situations in my life to know that I have very crippling social anxiety. But when I get in states like this, it's like it's like it's not like sad. It's not suicidal. It's nothing like that. It's just like the best word I guess would say is numb it's probably be the easiest word to describe it it's like there's no sad feeling there's no you know it's just kind of you're just kind of there existing you know yeah it's very strange and social media always made that worse for me um I'm, I love keeping up with people I love seeing what my friends are doing but I don't have the mental capacity to post or be active on it as much as I should, and I, sometimes I, I get disconnected from my friends, and that's that always hurts because you know I want to be a part of my friends' lives, you know. And luckily, you know, with me, you, and Parker, and a bunch of the other guys, we have Discord to all stay connected and stuff. Yeah, which is which is a blessing in itself. Like having just being able to sit here and and talk is is really really nice. Yeah, no, it's 
It's always nice to have people that you can, you know, rely on um, and and go to whenever you're struggling. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was saying, is uh, I was going through a pretty rough. I don't know, because even weirdly enough, coming out of this whole situation uh, on Wednesday, where the guy took my money, um, I don't know, just being able to reflect, like that that moment in a weird way, I feel like helped me. Like those moments where I was I was sitting there and just thinking about my life, because in a weird way, like it, it almost feels like I'm on borrowed time now. You know, because yeah. it's like there, you, there's when, a when you're in situations like that, you realize stuff about your life and you start thinking more about when and there was there stuff. was just things that had been bugging me. Um, yeah, that uh, I I I don't know. It's like afterwards, I was like, am I really gonna let? I'm gonna let that like I'm gonna waste my time and emotion and energy on that. Like, you know, is it worth it? You know how, how I don't know how much time I have left. Yeah. Is that really worth wasting? The, potentially, my last moments on. Yeah. And I mean, so that was it. Was kind of like a weird, eye-opening thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, realistically, uh, us as human beings, we're all on borrowed time. You know, like yeah. like like no no matter how you want to look at it, eventually everyone will you know you know pass on wherever we end up going whatever happens so at the end of the day as long as you're doing what you you know think or know makes you happy and you're, you're doing stuff that you can be proud of i don't think you really have anything to worry about because if you're if you're happy where you're at like i'd say you you're living a good life if you could die right now and be happy with what you've done yeah like if, if you're satisfied with all that you've accomplished ne- never mind all the stuff that you still want to well, accomplish i, I think um uh... I think the thing about life is that so many people, you know, have this huge existential dread. Here's the simple thing with life. You have to find a reason to wake up. You have to find a reason to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. For me, it's simple. I want that whenever I die, I can say with confidence that I did more good for those that had the the chance to to know me then i did bad I, I i fixed more than i broke you know i inspired more than i i you know gave reason to fail you know i i i did more good and caused more blessing to those around me than than bad yeah um and hopefully by a large uh, amount that's my goal i want to make the people that are around me i want to make their lives better and and you know, have a legacy of, of, you know, being honorable and, you know, caring, you know, thoughtful, uh, understanding, you know, all, all these, that's what I want. It it doesn't have to be, I need, I'm going to go solve cancer You know, I'm going to go figure out the, the cure to cancer, solve global poverty. It doesn't have to be that deep. Yeah. You know, you you reason for life can be as simple as I want to make people smile. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 kind of the same way. I like I love you know doing the whole YouTube thing and streaming, and the way I look at I look at it less is like, um, oh, this could be a potential career if it pops off. I look at it as like I want to have a a people that that can watch and have a better day after watching the content, have a laugh, 
or just, you know, give them a smile when they watch the content, listen to the content. You know, that's really the main goal um, in what I do. Yeah. You know, like when I when I do the streams, you know, we're all laughing, having a good time. And it's just, you know, a vibe, only good energy. And that's that's what I want to do. You know, yeah. And and that's that's what I can be happy with. Like if, if I could say that I made 100 people's days better, 10 people's days better, you know, I'd, I'd say I'd be pretty happy with that. I'd be pretty content I mean, I, with that. I've always lived for the lol W's, man. That's that's always been <laughs> me. Farming them Keck W's. Hell yeah, man. If uh you know, I, I've always that's always been my thing. And and so you know, that's that's my way of, you know, uh trying to help people is I'm gonna you know, just keep keep on going with trying to uh Trying to make people laugh, trying to make people smile, make them glad that they got to know me, you know. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Samuel. So back back on the the topic for mental health for all the viewers at home, if if you are struggling with someone, like even if you don't want to go see like a specialist, because I know not everybody wants to do that, just talk to a friend, you know, talk to someone that you can, you know, speak about your issues with. Because we're all going through something at the end of the day. It doesn't like it could be, you know, depression. It could just be you had a bad day at work. It could be you lost your job. Like it could be millions of things that could be going wrong. So yeah. Ju so just, you know, have a conversation, sit down, and it, it could honestly change how you look at things. It could make your day better. It could make the rest of your week, month, year better. You know, you never know how it can change. But I, I'd strongly encourage everyone who needs help to go seek it because it can be a big difference maker. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm pretty blessed to have the the people I have around me, you know, to be able to have these conversations and stuff. Yeah, I guess I am pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I think uh, I don't know, man. Life is a uh, life is a beautiful thing, you know. It's it's weird, but uh, I don't know. There's 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 definitely bad, you know, there's things that are not so pretty, things that you wish were different, but overall, I, I, there's a lot of good people, mm -hmm. and uh, if, if you don't feel like you can trust and go to and rely on the people in your life, you gotta find some new ones, because those yeah. people are out there, there are people out there that care, mm -hmm. there are people out there that will be there for you and, and want to help you and, and, you know, lead you towards success and, and prosperity, and, and I mean that in not just like financially, but I mean like success and in in prosperity and like being happy with your life. Yeah, you know, um, there, those people are out there. You just, yeah. you know, if you don't have them, you know, try and broaden that, broaden your horizons. Maybe, maybe try and step out of your comfort zone and talk to some people that you you know pass by in hallways if you in college or high school middle school wherever you are maybe someone that you work with or, you know there's there's always different opportunities to meet new yeah. people and uh so if you don't feel like you can rely on the people that you do have around you find some new ones yeah and for for a, a good amount of people who maybe you, you don't have people like that, like putting yourself out there, you could end up meeting your best friend. You know, you know, there's there's you can meet all kinds of different people. 
Like there's there's tons of people I know that meet some of their closest friends after high school and and after college. Like it doesn't have to happen early for you, you know. You know, people are on their like different timelines, you know what I mean? You know, it's like it's like say you're in a friend group, you know, and all your friends are off getting married, having children and and you're, you know, not yet. You shouldn't be like using that as an example. You shouldn't be discouraged if you're falling behind in a sense, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, you're you're gonna have your your moment, and when things click for you, everybody does. Some people have it harder, and that's just that's just part of life. You know, you're gonna go through obstacles, but the the, the the true milestone is getting through the obstacle, not stopping at it. Yeah, well, the worst thing you can do in life is compare your uh, pace and yeah, your it, progress yeah, to it, other it, people. Exactly. It's it's hard to avoid. Because it's it's a very easy trap to to let yourself it's, slip it's, into, but especially in this day and age where everybody's life is yeah. all over the place. Yeah, everyone's yeah. posting everything, but yeah. you need to know that you know your life. Obviously, there's exceptions. Like if you're 60 and still live with your parents, it's like okay, well, maybe you should have moved out by now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe unless you just have that kind of relationship with your parents where you you want to stay with them. You know, but you know, there's nothing wrong with the. Uh, Oh shit! Do I think he has a pair of eights? Uh, I'm gonna check. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that's uh that's about it, really. Um, we've had a nice conversation here. Um, yeah, we've gotten uh, some some good messages across. Um, so uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I guess this is episode one of a podcast. I don't even know what I'm gonna call this podcast. Um, cause I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably going to end up doing solo ones. I'll have other guests on, you know, as I make more, but, uh, I guess we'll figure out a name at some point. Um, yeah. Um, the, the, the Blazzle podcast, the <laughs> Rack, the Rack podcast from wrestling and black the rack <laughs> podcast the name is nice, a work in progress nice rack <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, that's the one uh, but yeah that'll do it uh hope everyone had a great time just hanging out with us um uh have a whenever whenever you're listening to this have a great afternoon great rest of your day great day at work whatever it may be when you're listening to this uh and don't rob people at the gas station yeah, at three in the morning. moral of the story is put a password on your cash app and, and don't, don't get mugged <laughs> don't associate with gang members unless <laughs> if you're helping them change their ways then associate with gang members okay Okay. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> we've learned a lot today. I'm glad that we could have had these conversations together, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>